doesn't take very long in your career to realize that you need to have strong financial acumen to move ahead. Well, on today's show, we've got a fantastic guest who's going to walk us through the steps and talk about why this is so important and how to get there. This is the Proven Principles Podcast with Adam Knight. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Adam Knight. I'm a 20-plus year veteran of hotel operations and owner of Proven Principles, a hospitality operations consulting firm. And this is our show where we aim to deconstruct and demystify the best practices of hotel operations and make them available to you and your business. Now, one of the most important aspects to having a solid operation is having good understanding of financial leadership and really knowing your numbers. And that's why I'm really excited about today's show. We've got David Lund, the hotel financial coach on this episode, and he's going to be breaking down this topic, making it accessible to you and showing us why it's an area that deserves your attention. David's been in hospitality for over 30 years, working on property as a hotel manager and controller, as well as holding regional and corporate director roles. He started the Hotel Financial Coach back in 2013 and provides financial leadership workshops, one-on-one training, and many other services. If you want to find out more about what David does, you can go to his website at hotelfinancialcoach.com. This was a really great conversation. I think you're going to get a ton of value out of it. Now, if you hang around to the end of the show, David's actually got a very generous offer for listeners. But again, you got to get to the end of the show to hear that offer. So here we go with episode 10, David Lund, the Hotel Financial Coach. Enjoy. Okay, everyone, David Lund here, the financial coach. David, it's really great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Adam. Um, great to be here with you and your listeners. Yeah, appreciate it. So look, I, uh, I think it would be really good to just start with uh, a quick intro. Why don't you tell everybody about yourself, you know, where you're from, a little bit about your career and uh, where you're at today? Sure. Um, well, uh, I'm just like you, I'm Canadian. And uh, I grew up in New Brunswick. I worked all over Canada for Fairmont Hotels, uh, also in the U.S. I worked for them for just over 30 years. And uh, I've been on my own uh, for the last six years. And my business is called The Hotel Financial Coach. And I help people in hospitality with financial coaching, mentoring, um, leadership workshops. Huge topic. I can't imagine some of the conversations you get into. Yeah, you know, everybody uh, has an opinion when it comes to uh, the numbers, uh, what it's all about in hospitality. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, you know, it's sort of the the third arm that uh, they don't get to use a lot. Um, you know, we're all about service, we're all about colleague engagement, but uh, the third pillar is the financial piece. And uh, a lot of people shy away from it because it can be intimidating. Yeah, I like actually what you you said uh, have an opinion about financial leadership, and it's uh, it's true. The numbers don't lie, do they? You can have an opinion, but at the end of the day, the numbers are the numbers. Yeah, and you know, the the whole purpose for having a financial system is really twofold. One is to keep score. Um, it tells us whether we're winning or losing compared to the budget or last year. And then the other reason we uh, have a financial system is so that we can. Um, read the financial statements and it actually tells us where uh, we need to improve and where things are not working as well as they should inside of our business. So it's just really a tool that uh, um, people use to uh, improve the results and, and stay on track. So you had a really long career on property and you know, working for brands, working uh, you know, on property in a corporate environment. Um, what led you to starting the Hotel Financial Coach? 
Well, the first 10 years or so of my career, I worked in operations, rooms, food and beverage, and I was on the path to become a, a general manager. Um, but uh, through a twist of fate that I'm not going to get into, um, I ended up in accounting. And a few years later, I was actually a director of finance of a hotel. And uh, what I found was that my operational experience, along with my accounting training, actually really helped me speak a different language to people than most financial people were speaking, because I could actually connect the dots. And I understood, you know, um, in my soul, what those operations people were going through. Um, and that really helped me. And then through another uh, set of circumstances, I actually created a workshop in one of my hotels and delivered it to about 30 leaders one day. Um, and it wasn't my idea to create this workshop. It was actually my boss's idea. And I didn't really think it was a great idea at the time. I didn't really want to do it, but uh, she, uh, she kind of insisted. And to my complete surprise, it was a hit. And uh, I knew right away after I delivered that first workshop that day that I was on to something because I didn't really ever think that my destiny was to be the world's greatest accountant. But when I kind of put the workshop together, I realized that this was a missing piece for a lot of people in hospitality. And, and I had a great ability to communicate to them what they needed to know. And they liked it, which was really a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's bridging that operations piece, right? That that uh, that that thing on the ground that you have to action and, and deliver on a daily basis, whether it's to guests or whether it's to to the team members. Um, but finding a way to bring those two worlds together, um, if you can speak the language, I think is pretty powerful. Yeah, and you know that's kind of the reason why I created the the name um, financial leadership. And when I started. I actually Googled it and um, I could find nothing that related to financial leadership. Wow. And to me, leadership is about two things. It's about communication and it's about development. And that's really what, you know, at the heart of what I do with people is communicate with them based on uh, the information that I have to share with them, but it's all about developing them. Mm -hmm. And once they see that um, they get very excited and uh, very enthusiastic about it because Everybody wants to get ahead in the world. Everybody wants greater, what I call personal prosperity, which is ultimately more time and more resources to be able to have a fulfilling life. And once they connect that with um, being uh, having some moxie around the numbers in the hotel, they realize that that's really good for their career. Yeah. And away they go. Love that. That's so powerful. So that's probably a really good segue into talking about financial leadership. And this is a big component of what it is that you do on a daily basis. So maybe tell everybody, you know, what financial leadership is, but maybe more importantly, what financial leadership isn't. Yeah. So, you know, I tell people that financial leadership is not about accounting. It's about business thinking. So the people inside of your hotel or your hotel company, they do the accounting. They don't want you to do the accounting. What they want you to do is to be on top of your numbers and know how to manage your budget. So to know how to control your expenses and your payroll. And if you're in charge of revenue, that part as well. Um, but that's not accounting. Um, and the best example I can give is an old GM of mine. Um, you know, he sat down with me to prepare the budget and he met with all the department heads and he said, you know, we're going to do things differently this year. I want each one of you to prepare your expenses using a zero base. Uh, no more percent of revenue, no more cost per occupied room. 
I want a list like your mother's grocery list of what's in each one of your expense accounts. And I want you to present that to me. And that's what we're going to work from. And with your payroll, I want you to have a staffing guide. And what that really means is I want you to submit to me a list of the fixed positions and then a formula for all of your variable positions. So if you're running housekeeping, I want to know uh, what the housekeepers are going to be doing each day, how many rooms, what the uh, housemen are doing, how are you going to staff your department? And from that, we will produce uh, your total expenses and your total payroll along with the revenues. And that's what I will approve this year. Well, this group of managers were, you know, sent them into a tailspin, but I've never seen so many people in accounts payable and in uh, the, the payroll office and HR trying to figure out their staffing and their expenses. But I got to tell you, when we were done the budget exercise six weeks later, each one of those managers knew what was going on inside of their financial statement like they never did before. And this GM, he didn't know the first thing about accounting. <laughs> he didn't know the de difference between debit and credit. All he was concerned was that his managers knew what was in their financials. And that's the best example of financial leadership I've ever come across. Um, you don't need to know anything about accounting. Uh, you just need to be on top of your numbers. That's such an amazing development story. And, and, um, and, and again, pretty powerful for people's uh, ability to um, just sort of develop their skills as they go through their career. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get uh, to where you want to go. If you want to go to the top in hospitality, if you want to be an executive, if you want to be a general manager, um, you have to have financial leadership skills. You have to have financial acumen. You have to be able to talk about your numbers because that's what the owner wants to talk about. That's what the asset managers want to talk about. Um, sure, they are concerned that we provide great service, but at the end of the day, they're running a business and they want to talk about um, the aspects of the business that are going to uh, lead to improvements and you as a manager and a leader, that's where you add the value by being able to deliver on those things, but also being able to speak to what that is, what we're doing, what the plans are, what we've done as it relates to impacting their business. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about cost containment, is it? I mean, if, if you have this new program or a, maybe a new guest-facing service that you want to put together, a lot of the time you need to do an analysis of what the cost and maybe the revenue implications are going to be. And then you present that as part of the whole package. So this isn't just about managing you know, line item expenses in a P&L. No, it's about putting it all together and uh, you know, being able to measure the return on the investment. If you want to um, get the owners to um, invest in improving your abilities uh, to generate revenues and increase profits, you have to be able to uh, portray that to them uh, in a logical fashion so that they can say yes. Um, but just by wanting to improve service or improve um, an experience without the numbers attached to it, um, it's not going to go, go where you want it to go. Right. And it helps to be able to speak the same language as them too, doesn't it? Absolutely. They are talking about increased profits and uh, return on their investment and asset value. And that's what you need to be able to speak to. Yeah. So in all of these discussions that you have, uh, you know, with different clients of yours, what's, or even in your career, what's one of the common myths that come up about financial leadership and maybe something that you want to debunk? 
Yeah. So I think one of the most common ones that I come across is, you know, people all the time are telling me that uh, they're not uh, a numbers person or they weren't born without the financial gene. And in hospitality, you know, a lot of people like to hide out. And what I mean by that is we, many people in our industry didn't come into hospitality with the idea that they were going to stay here. But, you know, they finished their degree and then they were a night auditor or they were a waiter. And all of a sudden, five years later, they find themselves being the, you know, front office manager and someone wants them to do the budget or the forecast or um, something to do with numbers. And then they say, well, you know, I'm just not a numbers person. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that they've never really applied themselves. They've never really exercised those muscles. So once they start to exercise, once they start to apply themselves and, and delve into this, they realize that it's actually not that difficult, um, that it's very accessible for anybody. And um, it's the secret sauce. It's what they're missing in their career. Yeah. So once they get turned on to that, it comes, uh, there's a big shift between um, how to do something and wanting to do something. And when that happens, um, you know, it's green lights everywhere. Yeah, that's incredible. And I can only imagine the crossovers that happen with not just people's careers, but into their personal lives as well. This has to have far-reaching consequences, positive consequences. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, as someone who has financial skills, you're going to get further ahead in your career and you're going to make more money. I was yeah. talking to a, a young lady yesterday, actually on the phone, and we measured what the impact could be for her and her family if she was able to get to the general manager's position. And she's currently a, a division manager, but she knows her GM actually makes twice as much money as she does. Uh, she's 40 years old and she wants to work for another 20 years. So that's a $2 million um, difference in uh, her potential income in the next wow. 20 years. Wow. And as soon as she saw that, she was just um, over the moon with what that meant to her and especially for her kids. Yeah. But when you think about your life and you think about your career and its longevity, um, having the skills to be able to command a higher salary and get further ahead, um, that's magic. That's amazing. It just lights a new fire in people too. As soon as they see it spelled out like that in black and white, right? Because it's pretty obvious once it's the picture's painted. Um, but people, get you got to kind of show them the way sometimes when it comes to that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite things to do when I'm talking to um, hospitality leaders is ask them, you know, what do you want? Um, what do you want from your career? Uh, where do you want to be? And they inevitably tell me they want to be a GM or they want to be an executive. Um, I always ask them the same thing. Well, what's it going to take for you to get there? Mm -hmm. And inevitably, we come back to the same thing that they're already really good with the guests. They're already really great with their staff. They're, they're solid. But what they're missing is the financial leadership. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that's that's really powerful. I like the way that you said that, and it's a, probably a really good segue into understanding why financial acumen is actually important for your career and really getting into the meat of it. Um, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but you know, I know that, and I can speak from personal experience here, at least early on in my career, finance and accounting. It's challenging to the point where some people find that it's overwhelming or that it's too much to handle. Um, why do you think people believe that? Well, uh, I find in a lot of hotels, um, there's a, 
a huge disconnect. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, we want the departmental managers to do their forecasts each month, forecast their expenses, forecast their payroll. And then the process is that's then given to the financial leader, the director of finance or the controller, and then they consolidate the forecast. Well, the disconnect is, is that that forecast rarely ever encompasses what that department manager gave the controller because it doesn't um, consolidate very well and they end up changing it and submitting it to corporate. So the numbers that are given to corporate for the front office payroll, as an example, are not what the front office manager gave to the director of finance. So they're like, those are not my numbers. I don't own this. Um, so that disconnect needs to be remedied and we need to actually be using those front office managers and the housekeepers numbers. We need to make sure that the director of finance goes back to them and says, what you gave me is not going to fly. I need you to find some savings. I need you to reduce something. I need you to increase something, whatever it is. But we have to remedy that disconnect so that the departmental manager's numbers are actually being used in the monthly forecast. Once that happens, then the accountability really increases. Then the buy-in really increases. Right. If it's the other way around, we don't use their numbers um, and we give them numbers and say, here, here's your numbers. They, um, you know, they're thumbing their middle finger at us at that point. Really, quite literally. <laughs> yeah, and it's about quite literally, and it's about. I mean that that process is about lending credibility to uh, to both sides, right? So that the person who's doing you know the work on the ground, uh, say the front office manager, you know they know that. Um, that the hard work that they're doing, that they're putting into these things, because again, sometimes this doesn't come naturally to them, um, is is funneling its way up in a way where they know that it's being looked at. And then if there's any questions or um, or changes that need to be made, that's coming all the way back down. So it's a very collaborative process. Yeah. And what I do is I actually ha- I have a system and it's a, it's a five-step system. It's an acronym. I call it FTRW. And, um, you know, I teach my clients uh, to forecast in detail their expenses and their payroll, and actually then um, to be able to uh, track um, and adjust and review and write their commentary. So every month they're following that five-step process and making sure that the disconnect is eliminated and each person on the team does their part. And we can even um, visualize this in the sense of uh, a check-in board um, at the beginning of the workshop where each manager needs to get up and say, yes, last month I did my forecast. I tracked my expenses. I adjusted my POs and my payroll based on um, the latest occupancy and rate. And then I reviewed my financials at the end of the month and I reviewed my GL and I wrote my part of the commentary. Mm-hmm. Or managers get up and say, you know, I didn't do my stuff. And the accountability is just amazing in the room because you don't want to be the person month after month that says, <laughs> I didn't do my stuff. So it's a system and uh, people love it because it, it makes it simple. People know where we're at. And there's no more mystery around what's going on, you right. know, with the numbers or the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in your career uh, or in some of the uh, clients that you've worked with, um, I'm sure that you've seen, you know, there can be uh, 
a lot of excitement and energy around the financial training, financial acumen. Uh, but it's the thing as, as in life, nothing in hospitality is usually a straight line up, you know, there's kind of ebbs and flows, right? It gets a little Absolutely. good, better, and then not so good, then a little better then not so good. Things trail off and then people get excited about it. And then there's some energy around it again. What's the most common reason that you've seen that people fail or that they give up uh, when it comes to understanding and managing financials? Well, I find that there's two things that always need to be um, really cemented in place. Number one is the GM slash owner. They need to be squarely behind this and they need to realize, as you just articulated, that nothing in hospitality is a straight shot and that we will need to continually apply um, we will need to continually apply the pressure uh, forever. The numbers are never going away. Mm-hmm. It's just like service. You know, we come to work every day and we accept the fact that our service is not going to be perfect. Um, if we thought it was going to be perfect, people would think we're crazy. Well, the numbers are exactly the same. They're never going to be perfect. Right. The only thing we know for sure about the budget or the forecast is it's wrong. So we have to accept that and come to work every day and work on it come to work every month and know that uh, we've got numbers to deliver on and we've got a plan and we're going to execute, but also realize there's going to be mistakes. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And then you just, you move on to the next, get yeah. you know, next month, next forecast, next commentary. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. the second part that really needs to be cemented in place is the financial leader, the director of finance needs to be um, a coach needs to be someone who's working with the individual department managers because every single one of them will need help and assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be some that are you know, stronger than others. But if that uh, leader in the financial position um, has the right coaching um, attitude and wants to be the leader that people come to, um, rather than creating some uh, strife around the numbers or stress and um, you know, making the individuals feel less than um, 100% with their contribution, then they're going to shy away. They're going to not want to be uh, in that arena with that person. So that's really the other key as well. You get that uh, PTSD flashback to, uh, you know, having that, that high school math teacher <laughs> who, yeah. who scolds you for, for uh, you know, bad numbers. Uh, yeah. and, and that's, that's pretty powerful. You know, there, there is an emotional and psychological component to this because people just don't want to feel stupid. They don't want to feel dumb. Well, the numbers are incredibly powerful. And if we use the numbers to shame people, um, or scare them or intimidate them saying, you know, things like if we don't make our budget this month, we're going to have to cut labor. Then people, um, obviously don't want to be involved with that. That's not fun. But if we can say, Hey, the numbers are the way we keep score. Everybody's going to be charged with the same things, looking after your guests, looking after your colleagues and looking after your departmental finances. And here are the tools. Here's the structure. People can buy into that. That's fine. Um, and, but we have to accept the fact that there will be months when things don't work out the way we want them to. That's just life. That's just business. Um, we can't get um, all emotional and all scared about it. And we can't use the numbers to intimidate people. Right, right. It's more about the trend than it is about uh, individual months. Yeah. Um, you know, same uh, exists with our guest service scores and our employee engagement scores. Uh, We're going to have good months. We're going to have bad months. It's just what it is. 
Exactly right. So are there any resources that uh, have helped you or that you've seen have helped people in the field uh, along this journey, things that are beneficial for them to pursue? Well, the thing with financial leadership, it isn't something that hotel companies and brands typically teach leaders. It's kind of a uh, been kept in the closet, if you like. It's a mentor kind of thing. People have to learn it the hard way. Um, and I know for myself, um, the resources when I was learning, um, the best resources for me were um, mentors and people that took me under their wing in their career. But, um, you know, today the world's a different place. There's so much information available on the internet, even things like um, my website and my blog. I write a weekly blog I have for over three years where I've put out a tremendous amount of really valuable information that people can go and read for free mm-hmm. about, you know, how the numbers work in the hotel, all kinds of different things like productivity and food cost. Uh, there's a wide, wide range of items that I've written on. So educate yourself, take a course, uh, find a coach, find a mentor. Um, you know, you can even hire someone like me today, um, who will actually spend time with you every week on the phone, getting you up to speed on your numbers, taking you through my program. So, you know, people need to stop hiding out and they need to, uh, exercise those muscles, apply themselves and they will get results. Yeah. Be proactive, right? Go out and seek the information rather than waiting for something to be dumped on your lap and then, uh, trying to figure out how to deal with it. Absolutely. Be proactive. Um, take charge and uh, be an owner. Own, own the, the um, idea that uh, you're going to bring this financial leadership skill into your career. Yeah. Love it. Really well said. So there's a, a, a signature question I like to ask on the show here. So we're sure. all about uh, distilling the best practices of hospitality operations and hospitality um, you know, business management uh, into actionable and uh, tangible uh, pieces that somebody can put into place right away to make it very easy for them to implement. So if you could share with the listeners here, what is a best practice that people can implement today that'll give them the most bang for their time and their effort? Well, um, the thing that I would recommend to each and every one of them is look at your um, section of the financial statement and figure out um, what items, what lines you own, and then take responsibility for them. Uh, It's not the accounting department's responsibility to make sure that, uh, the guest um, supplies line in the room's financial statement makes sense. It's you, the housekeeper, or you, the front office manager. So take ownership of that. And then um, from there, figure out what actually is in that line. Figure out the items and the companies that uh, supply those items and get on top of it. Once you do that, um, your world's going to change because people are going to see that you're Uh, people are going to see that you're an organized manager and that you're on top of your stuff. Do that with all of the different line items inside of your financials and you're going to be on your way to a promotion. Love it. In in relatively quick time, I would would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. This is not something that uh, is going to take, you know, two years, five years. It's going to take two months, four months, and you're going to feel uh, and be able to apply these skills straight away. 
Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Well, listen, David, it's been fantastic having you on the show today. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time. Uh, If people want to learn more about you, about what you do, uh, where can they go? Yeah, uh, go to my website, uh, www.hotelfinancialcoach.com. You can also email me at uh, david at hotelfinancialcoach.com. And uh, I want to make an offer actually to all of the listeners. Um, Great. I um, love to help people. So uh, if anybody would like to have a complimentary one-on-one mentoring session with me, send me an email. Tell me that uh, you listen to this podcast um, and um, I'm going to make an offer that I will spend a half an hour with anyone who sends me an email. Amazing. Amazing. So everybody, I really encourage you to take advantage of that uh, really generous offer uh, from David. David, thank you so much for putting that out there to people. I think that's uh, going to be very powerful, especially for those that are on the fence or not sure if they need uh, the coaching. Um, Just have a conversation and and you never know where that's going to go. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Adam, I want to thank you for having me on the show and uh, just want to reiterate to all of your listeners that, uh, you know, Having a a really great hotel career is what I want um, for each one of your listeners. And uh, by tuning into these podcasts, it's a great way for your listeners to um, get another foot uh, up on the ladder. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) All right, David. Hey, listen, thanks again. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, All the best. You're welcome. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for listening to the Proven Principles Podcast with Adam Knight. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. The podcast is brought to you by Knowing Hospitality, a full-service hotel management company that puts your performance first by rethinking the management model. Visit knowinghospitality.com to learn more. Until next time.